All right, we're recording. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text. Yep. Where we take our private group texts and bring them to real life talk. I'm uh, one of your hosts. Tommy ain't got no job, a.k.a. we got Emmys, a.k.a. we got Grammys, a.k.a. producers produce. And this is Smug Dude. Love at first Smug. And the storyteller. <laughs> Here we go. Ah, no, I'm just kidding. Smug dude, love at first smug, president of first impressions. Yeah, so we are uh, we available on uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Uh, please uh, follow, subscribe, comment, all of that good stuff. Uh, Smug Dude has has added a new rule to the uh, podcast now. Uh, I'm not allowed to give shout outs to anyone unless they subscribe uh, or give us a comment. So that that's the new rules that Smug Dude has placed on the uh, on the podcast now. So I apologize, I can't say nobody's name this week, but that's that's not that's not my rule. Not Who my is rule. your crew? <laughs> uh, who are you? <laughs> That's not my rule. Oh, I do. One shout out oh, to. Oh, I uh, Yeah, I got one shout out. I got one shout out to Marty, uh because she said I was mean to uh, Smug Dude. So uh, I, I apologize, Marty, that I was mean to Smug Dude. I, I I will try not to be mean to Smug Dude ever again on this podcast. Yeah, I ain't that. That ain't, that ain't happening. That'll never happen. Yeah, that ain't never I probably deserved it. Did I deserve it? Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't know why she caping for you, man. But you know, you know, this is. You, you think somebody's your family, man. They, they switch up on you, man. That's how it is. Oh, man. Well, you ready for the A Young? A Young. So I know our 36,000 subscribers and listeners yeah. uh, really want to hear about Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> um, we not he get gonna, it no matter what. Yeah, he gets it regardless. So if you haven't yeah. heard about him, he... Uh, he made some remarks towards the uh, Jewish community, and uh, since then he's apologizing. And uh, you know, it's 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 big news right now. So he does not get it. Um, I know you guys want to hear it. I kind yeah. of wanted to give Mahomes the A Young, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, sir. For those of you who aren't like sports NFL football fans, this man got a half a billion dollars. Half a half a billy for ten years. Half a billy. And so I that could be an entire podcast because I'm trying to I'm trying to understand like I was looking up his stats and everything to figure out like how that's even possible. And but out the funniest thing about this whole thing is looking at the memes. Mm-hmm. And how, my favorite one was the one where they have the little kid standing on the chair and he's doing that that dance. Uh, oh yeah, black kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they's like this. Nah, my, this is how Patrick Mahomes is right now. Now nah, my favorite junk is they said uh, it's a video of a Kansas City Chiefs uh, training staff, and they like Kansas City Chiefs bringing Patrick Mahomes his uh, his money, and so it's like fifteen <laughs> employees <laughs> with like big ass duffel bags of of equipment. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, Pat Pat Mahomes gets a. That's a a young uh, half a billy, half a billy. Well, the real a young. So those two were, you know, uh, third and second place. So I thought about it, and like you know, the reason you're mean to me is you know I stick to <laughs> to what I know, and you're mad because I'm not watching the news like like I was at the beginning because it's been bringing me down and. You know, yeah, I just want to so. be my 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 old smug self, and uh, huh. <laughs> I know you're uh-huh. mad, but it's all good. I'm 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 just a mean guy now. All right, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm 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 gonna stick with what I know. So we do mortgage financing, and uh, <clears throat> I have a client right now that is doing something called a reverse mortgage. So if when you get to a certain age, uh, um, at over sixty two years old 
you can do a mortgage where you stop paying the mortgage and you accrue interest on the back end. And so you end up accumulating a, a, a balance over time. So if you start right. with the zero balance in whatever amount of years, you're going to have a higher balance than when you started because they're tacking the interest on. So the reason that they're doing that is because the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the guy that came to me, his, his father in, 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 the, in their eighties, in his eighties, mother and father in the eighties, his father is in assisted living and, uh, he's, he's, he's bad off. He's got some, 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 uh, uh, mental health issues or whatever dementia, I think it is. And so I say all that to say, guess how much the care is. At the assistant, oh, that, the assistant that's crazy because I remember we were looking at looking for my grandfather and we, we couldn't believe how much it was. Dog, eleven thousand dollars a month is what they have to pay for him to get care at the assisted living. You you said eleven thousand a month. Eleven thousand dollars a month is what they have to pay. So that's why I don't even know who gets the A Young if they get it. <laughs> Nah, if yeah. the assisted living gets it, but it's nah, more more or less like an A young like whoever you are listening out there, just do your best to be prepared and understand that you know life goes on, and at the end of the day, this this care is very expensive, and you, you got to start coming up with a plan like right away yeah. to uh, to figure yeah. out how to pay for the, some of that stuff. Thank goodness. Um, thank God that this particular family, they bought this house like, you know, way back when, like in the, right. I think in the eighties or whatever. So they were able to pay the house off. They don't have a mortgage on it. It's in a very desirable neighborhood, uh, you know, in and around DC. Okay. And so it's worth a lot of money. So there's equity involved where they can actually, you know, uh, afford to pay for, um, or afford to take the money out. Like there's money right. there for them to take. But just imagine if they had to take care of of his dad and didn't have access to that money, how how detrimental that would be to their family. Yeah, nah, that's a uh, that's a young because that's eleven thousand a month. Woo, a young. Your favorite subject. It's your time, man. It's your time to shine. No, I'm sitting back. I'm just, you know, following your lead that, again. I just tell a story every now and then. That Rona, man. That's 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 what, that's what every week, man. I, I try to give you. I'm not being mean, Marty. I'm not being mean. I'm I'm allowing him to do some research and come with some facts. So you know, go ahead. Well, you, you I mean, handle Rona facts for us. No Rona facts besides you know what I saw a hundred and thirty-one thousand. 132,000 as of tonight. Oh, as of tonight, 131,000, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I know that we have travel bans. Yeah, we can't we can't go places. <laughs> like we can't go anywhere. No country will allow us to come there. Um I do know that. And then also a stat that I saw was uh what is it? The US uh has, you know, 4.2% of the world's population, mm -hmm. but 25% of the infections? Mhm. Mm is that right? Mm-hmm. And twenty four point four percent of the of the deaths. That's wow. And today, uh today, well, I guess it's, it's the stats from the day aren't in yet, but yesterday we set a new record again for new cases at over fifty-eight thousand new cases. So the new cases are still rising at a at a crazy rate. And one of the things that they were talking about, uh, they kind of announced today that, you know, your boy President Trump had that rally in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, a couple of weeks ago, and the, the Tulsa Health Commissioner today said, "That's not my boy, yeah. by the way." Yeah, Tulsa Health Commissioner said, "Yeah, the the we having a crazy spike," and he's like, "I I, I can't say it's because of the rally, but I, I I can't say it's because of the rally." That's all he kept saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that tonight too. On uh, uh yeah, he, yeah. He, he was scared to say it, but. Yeah, no, nah, it's uh, and damn man, this week, my girl, uh oh, Who, who's my your favorite, girl? my favorite mayor in all of America. Oh, the lady in Atlanta. 
Keisha Lance Bottoms, man. What? She came out and said she got that Rona, man. Oof, boy, I had, to, I had to wipe my eyes a little bit, man. My girl Keisha got that thing. Man, boy. Keisha, like, y'all got to start wearing your mask now, though. Yeah, but Keisha said she got it. Um, I, I call it Keisha because we cool like that. Uh, she said that uh, she thinks she got it when she went to a funeral. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, obviously, as the mayor, she has to go to public events, but damn. And then, but her uh, her, uh, her whole household has it, though, right? Well, I think the last thing I saw, she said three or the four people in the house tested positive for. I, I didn't know if the fourth person had confirmed yet, but three or the four people in the house had it. So that's the that's the thing, man. And we're gonna talk about this later. Is it's, it's not just yeah, you get it, and you don't know you. That's what she was saying. She was asymptomatic. She had it, went back home, of course, to her family, and now she gave it to her family. Right. And that's the thing that's crazy about this thing with this asymptomatic, man. It's like, you just don't even know. You just walking around these streets and you just don't even know if you got it or not. That's right. That's right. And that'll get into a lot of stuff we talk about tonight, like with the schools and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. But she, um, uh, I know I was, <laughs> Marty, I was, I was reading today. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, watch this. Marty. Good job. Good job, Smug Dude. I'm proud of you for reading, man. Good job. I'm really proud of you. See how, see how, see how nice I can be, Marty? Uh, oh, man. I, I need the producers produce. I need Tommy back, man. I can't, I can't be myself without Tommy. So, nah, but seriously, didn't she issue a mandate uh, for uh, re- requiring masks at all times now? Did, I, I didn't and, see that. She updated that. Oh, yeah. At Atlanta Mayor um, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms issues executive order requiring masks in the city. Yeah, yeah in the city whatever. of Atlanta. The order also prevents gathering of more than 10 people um, on city of Atlanta property. And this is uh, Man, there was a, a July, July there was an Atlanta. There was an Atlanta pool. Did you see that Atlanta pool party video? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, man. I, I should have sent that one to, <laughs> to you. The only information I've been getting lately, because I've been on on a bit of a detox, because I've been super distracted, right? Is from you and CDC. <laughs> I can't believe y'all got me on a on a group thread together. Now uh, I saw she sent something out tonight about getting the uh, the, yeah, uh, the vaccine the vaccination. I like, <laughs> yeah, I said good. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all have that. Y'all y'all said y'all wanted round one, so I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all have that round one vaccine. So, so let me read this, and then we can move on. Um, We will continue to take active measures to help slow the spread of COVID-19 infections in Atlanta, Bottom said. Public health experts overwhelmingly agree that wearing a face mask, uh, wearing wearing a face covering helps slow the spread of this sometimes deadly virus. So she like, I got the Rona. It's a real thing. Yeah. Y'all need to put y'all's mask on 100% of the time. Yeah, well, the states that... You know, the states that didn't have it, like Texas and Arizona and Florida, them, them states is getting buried now, man. It's it's crazy what's going on in Florida, Texas, and Arizona. I mean, California, we still getting numbers too. But, man, those states, their rates are going up. They're already talking about, like, Florida's basically hiding how many people are, are hospitalized. Like, they're not even reporting how many people are hospitalized because they're saying they, they're the, the hospitals that are reporting is saying their ICU beds are full. Yes, that's what I saw. Yeah, and the same thing like in Houston, they say Houston is is on fire right now in Texas. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's not not looking good, man. Uh, it's not looking good. I saw uh, <laughs> I saw somebody said uh, all they gotta do is start telling people in the South is if you wear a mask, y'all can get college football. That's the only thing that's going to get them people to wear masks. You got to tell them they're going to lose football. Like, right. yo, you don't wear a mask, no football. They, everybody going to mask up real quick down there. They start shooting people. They don't wear a mask, threatening their football. Yeah, and I, I was uh, – the, the whole mask situation, you know how I feel about it. I've been talking about it. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. if it's going to save lives um, – yeah, it's, so, it's so stupid. It's, you just – you got to wear it. It's not even – I don't even know how it became political at this point. Like yeah. well, I, I it, have an idea how, but it's it's it right. became very political, and we're talking about like being in a pandemic, right. like it's an ill it's 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 a virus going around that's getting people sick, not killing everybody, but getting people sick and killing a lot of people, right, right, and 
it's not even a matter of whether it's real or not. So whatever they want to call it, COVID-19, whatever it is, something that's out there is, killing people. is unusually right. killing people, right? And getting people sick. And and if 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 again if that mask is gonna help, then people need to take care of it. I heard uh, uh, Don Le- uh, not Don Lemon um Trevor Noah. I apologize. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trevor Noah, light skin, light skin black dudes, they the same. <laughs> <laughs> he he was interviewing the former host of uh, the Daily Show. I forget his name, but uh, oh John Stewart. Yeah, yeah. And they they he made an analogy about like basically like say you're getting a surgery. Right. The doctor comes in and they wash their hands really good and they put their mask on to protect you. It's like he's like, well, all right, so why don't you just not wear a mask in the operating room? Don't wash your hands and then stick your hands in my open flesh. Right. And that'll be okay. So I know people fought that back in the day about making doctors scrub and put masks on and stuff like that. But it's proven to be very efficient. Well, not, not efficient, but effective. And not mm-hmm. spreading viruses and diseases and stuff. So, um, I could go on and on and on about these masks. Nah, man, uh, I, I, I've been telling people, man, this this mask thing in a hundred years, they're gonna be reading about it in history books. They're gonna be like, so two hundred thousand people died of a disease that could be spread without wearing a mask, and there were people who were really like, I'm not wearing a mask. Like it's is going people are gonna be dumbfounded that there were people on the other side of this mask. It's just it's just gonna be so mind boggling that you just gonna be so far on the wrong side of history. Another thing, not only are these people not wearing masks, they're being real ignorant about it and getting caught on tape and getting fired and losing their jobs. Yeah, like you you losing your job to fight to not wear a mask. It, it's like I said, man. It's it's gonna go down in the history books. People gonna I mean literally. Historians are gonna be watching these videos and be like, "Is this? This couldn't have been real. Like, this really couldn't have been somebody at the Costco, really acting that ignorant about a mask during the middle of a pandemic. Like that, they gonna be like, that can't be real. Throwing a temper they, tantrum. They, yeah, they, they be like, and they be like, and that person lost their job because <laughs> they ain't want to wear a mask. And the thing is, again, I keep saying, in those situations, you had to have the mask on to get into the store. <laughs> so you you went you went through all the effort to put the mask. You had a mask. Not like you showed up at the store without a mask because they don't let you in the store without a mask. So you showed up at Costco or wherever else and you had the mask on. Stood in line probably because Costco, a lot of places you got to stand in line. So you waited in line to then go in the store and be like, Man, I ain't wearing this mask no more. I'm making a stand. Yeah. I just don't get it, man. I just... It's ignorance. It's ignorance, honestly, that I I just will never be able to understand, man. It's it's so mind boggling. Me, me neither. I got nothing else for it, this match. Yeah, man. Uh, I, yeah. I hope uh, you know Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Recovers get, get, well. Get, get well, Keisha. Yeah, yeah. And then so well, we we also got PPP loans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right versus um, you know, giving money directly to families. Right. So right, I want to hear so your my take thing, on it. My thing, right? So. Uh, United sent layoff warnings to 36,000 employees, nearly half of all their employees uh, this week, saying there's a potential if things don't improve for them to get laid off. But uh, taxpayers, we gave United $5 billion. Uh, and part of that $5 billion was basically supposed to be payroll, making sure they kept people employed. That was kind of the whole point of a lot of this. I mean, these PPP loans the real reason was supposed to not only support small businesses, but the way you didn't have to pay back the loan or guarantee you have to pay back the loan was 70% of the money had to go to payroll and rent and things like that. So my question is, and this is a question, I mean, you're a business owner, but it seems that a mistake was made giving the money directly to these companies because in the end, it seems like the companies did what's best for them and not ne- not necessarily what's best for the employees. Yeah, um I I honestly think it was a very good effort. Right. Um because I I keep saying that we need to continue to bet on America to win. Right. Um for all of our, you know, uh, uh livelihoods and uh you know, just ability to function in society and such. So we want we want America to always win financially, right? So 
the reason, like you mentioned, was largely for um, to to use those loans for payroll purposes. You could also use them for rent. Um, right. Uh, you uh, and most mostly mostly payroll and rent. And I forgot what, what the other piece of it was, but what they were thinking is that all right, if we can keep people employed, mm-hmm. and people are going to use this to keep people employed. Then you know the economy would be fine because people would be still spending money. Remember right. before we talked about it, like the U.S. two thirds of our you know gross domestic product and you know is based on consumer spending. Right. Right. And so in order for us to continue to spend money, you know we have to have people that are gainfully employed that are making money. So that was the whole whole point of doing the PPP is to infuse money back into the economy so that you know like even someone like myself who is considered a small business owner, right? I didn't have to take you know, uh, uh, or stretch ourselves thin to be able to keep our employees. And right. so that's the way that it, it should have worked and supposed to have worked. I'm not quite sure the way that people are using the money and, and, and you know, how they're using it. But you got to also think, too, from a business perspective. I'm only thinking, like, as a small business owner, for instance, right? I might be sitting on some reserves. Reserves meaning, uh, like, you know, cash that I have to make future payments, um, without making any money. Right? right. So if I got for for my street people, I got hundred thousand dollars sitting in the cut. Just sitting there, <laughs> sitting there chilling on ice, right? And but I'm not making any money. I'm not making any money. What happens right. to that hundred thousand dollars over a certain period of time? It starts to deplete. Mm-hmm. Then my business starts to fail. And then I definitely have to let go of of my employees also i I could continue to i I could do like some make some bad decisions in my business right out of desperation and such but the main thing is to protect the employees um so i'm not up on how united spend their money spent their money Mm -hmm. uh on the ppp but i know the people that were are using it responsibly is is for the to, to keep their employees um, and so that's all I was thinking about when the PP came, PPP came out because I I have I have three employees. Right. I need to make sure that they, they have a job and they continue to remain, you know, gainfully employed. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my thing is, is and, you know, this is this is what they always say to us is, you know, always, always have something in reserve, always have you a savings plan. So I, it's just hard for me to believe that uh, United couldn't 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 weather this for like five or six months yeah but they don't so as a as a business if you think about it like how much money is enough savings i don't think like i I even think about like personally like we talk about like you just mentioned they always tell you to save money and to have they say have have three to six months in reserve right that ain't enough though Um, of course as a a business you need i i personally stand by nine to twelve months of reserves Okay. Because you don't even know, like, even like with this, this coronavirus, they, no one really knew how long it was going to last. Right. They thought they knew, but it, you know, as we're seeing it, it lasted as long as we said it was going to last. Right. Mm-hmm. But the numbers didn't really, the numbers went down a little bit and then they spiked back up. So I, now we're about to go back through it. So what's going to happen? Are we going to have another wave of PPP? Are we, uh, you know, what's going to happen to the to 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 the money that, you know, I thought I had saved before? Do I have to spend it now going forward to keep my operation going? Right. Well, I just, I mean, I guess my comparison is, listen, uh, your boy uh, Kanye got two million for his company. Now he said he's worth one point two billion. Now again, I know when they say you're doing business, don't spend your own money. I agree with that. But uh, yeah, Kanye got $2 million for his company. And most Americans got $1,200. So that's the part that I just, I, I can't correlate that. Again, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm not talking about like small businesses, like your business. I, I'm 100% with those, man. But you telling me Kanye, you telling me United, I'm going to need them to, United been printing money for the last 50, 60 years. What they been doing with that? Absolutely. They, but again, you got to, this is my bad for interrupting. You also, no, no. you also got to think about right or wrong. They're feeling like the money that they give United. And I know you saying Kanye, cause you're not a big Kanye fan. Ew. How, however, 
they're thinking that they can do more good with that large amount of money than them distributing $600, $1,200 checks, right? right? So they feel like that if they can help these businesses sustain, then people can work and make money for a longer period of time. Yeah, like that I, was the, I don't. That's want, the whole thought process behind it, right? Like I said, I don't. I don't want United to shut down because, again, like you said, I mean, I don't want. They said they thirty six thousand employees. That's half of their. That's half of their force. So that means they got seventy two thousand employees. So I obviously don't want United to shut down. I don't know. It just, it just feels like I've been really confused about how they came up with that number twelve hundred dollars for for citizens. Yeah, that's my that's my point. So like, all right, I give you twelve hundred dollars a one time right. hit, right? How sustainable is that? That'll help well, that, me. But how yeah, that's sustain- what I'm saying. They should have given up. That's what I'm saying. If 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 Kanye got two million in his company, that that's all I'm saying. If Kanye got two million, they should have figured. I don't know what the number is. Like I, I don't know what the math. I I just I've never understood where they came up with the twelve hundred. Like I just don't know. Like I, I mean, I've I've seen where they said that twelve hundred dollars was a lot of money in in Mississippi and places like that. But even that, like, is that is that one month of bills? Is that one month of rent and bills? Yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't know how they came up with the twelve hundred. Because that's that's not twelve hundred dollars ain't one month of bills anywhere else except for you know they saying Mississippi and Alabama. It ain't twelve hundred dollars. That that that's just one trip to uh, Costco out here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I I'm actually you know I'm defending you know I do the devil's advocate. Thing, right. No. But no I, I'm just, I'll defend know. the PPP. And that's from, why I wanted to a, ask you because yeah, you know as a, as a small business owner. From a business perspective, there's a lot yeah. of us though. You're absolutely right because I'm I'm in some 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 groups and stuff, and there are certain industries like myself. Like we we've been able to pretty much operate business as usual, and and uh, we're in the in, in our industry we're having a great great time. Like it's a right. rates are historically low. People aren't afraid to put a mask on and go out there and and shop for homes. Um, uh, refinancing houses at all time high, like you know, right. there's tremendous opportunity. And so a lot of people talk about like you know those that are doing well and flourishing during this time. Are you really like being greedy because you're taking the money and it could go to someone else that could really use it? Right. But it would be it would be a disaster if United had to to lay off all seventy two thousand employees. Yep. Right. Versus half of their employment and I don't think anybody you know it, it kind of it not kind of but it really sucks that you know this virus is taking us down this way but I think they had really good intentions I just as always and anything that that you know the, the the government puts out it's like it's more or less like a trial and error right like they put it right. out and then it has to be adjusted later I think the um the intentions were good um for the program but um, I think they should have added a couple more caveats or a few more caveats in there to uh, hold people and businesses accountable even more about how they spend the money. Because yep. at the end of the day, like, you know, if you don't keep a certain percentage, like 75 percent of your, um, r- you know, retain your workforce, then the loan's not forgiven. Like you have to pay it back. But at the end of the day, like if your business is failing and you ain't going to survive, like, OK, I, don't, uh, uh, you know, I got to pay you back. How can I pay you back? I don't have anything to pay you back with yeah. um so you know just a lot of thought didn't go into that but yeah i i don't know how to fix that i wish that they could find a way to get people more money um specifically but uh but i do think that the businesses are what's gonna you know continue to drive our economy to you know to once people are gainfully employed and they're you know making and spending money then our economy does a lot better the u.s economy does yeah for sure all right man so kind of keeping up with the theme of the economy uh your president tweeted schools must open in the fall uh so like i said kind of kind of going in the in the theme of the economy because you know that's one of the big things and he also said that in germany denmark norway sweden and many other countries schools are open with no problem that's, uh, that's so they socially distance and they took yeah. care of their, their problems 
I was looking at the uh, stats for those uh, countries. New cases yesterday, Germany, 298, Denmark, 10, Norway, 11, Sweden, 57, United States, 55,000. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on for a second. Yeah. 57 new cases. In Sweden yesterday, yeah. That's it. Germany, 298, Denmark, 10, Norway, 11, Sweden, 57. So Germany, all of Germany, 200 people. Yeah. And we have 55,000. He's trying to compare us to them. Right. So for the 36,000 listeners, especially the ones that's going to write a bad comment about me being a capitalist and all that kind of stuff, I'm (laughs) I'm definitely not in favor of people people. people being sick. You know what I'm saying? And like putting our (laughs) lives at risk. Wear your mask. Hey, man, I, I I like when you take a big stand like that. I'm against people being sick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you went on the ledge with that one, man. That's I, that's a hot take right there. I mean, I'm just saying, man, like, I just, I, I thought about what I was saying because I'm real passionate, again, about that PPP. And, uh, you know, or just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Marty. I was mean to him again. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm real passionate about it, but I don't want, I don't want to get it twisted because now, I, you know, I ain't trying to look like, sound like a flip flopper on here, but. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not, I don't know how I'm indifferent about this school thing too as well. Um, but I'll let you take that since you did all the research on it. Uh, go ahead and shoot your shot, sir. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been talking to a lot of, you know, as, as we talk about the economy, uh, I feel like, again, we, there's been all this talk of schools reopening, but it doesn't seem to be a plan to reopen schools. It just says, let's open schools. And we know with all the parents, uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've talked to uh, talked to uh, people in Fairfax County and actually the uh, <laughs> the uh, Fairfax County, Virginia. Yeah. The education secretary today took a shot at Fairfax County and said uh, that remote learning was a failure and uh, was a disaster in Fairfax County. Because obviously the president, they're all pushing for the students to, for schools to be open. And I think, again, that. It circles back to the economy. This is them making the decision about the economy more important than safety. Uh, my question is, so I talked to uh, Ashley in uh, Fairfax. So what they're offering their kids in Fairfax is, and you have to make a choice very soon, is you can either send your kid to school two days a week or they can stay home and continue remote learning. Yeah, that's right. So the discussion that, that we had about, you know, two days a week is um, how are they going to, because obviously say the normal class size is 26. So they're cutting the class to 13 and, you know, 13 for those two days. But the question is, is who is doing the deep cleaning of that classroom for that next set of students that come in the next day? And then also the other thing is that she was saying is that she fears it's kind of almost puts them kind of in a prison type environment because they're basically going to be glued to their desk all day. They're going to eat lunch at their desk. They can't go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like they had literally like somebody has like escort them to the bathroom. It's literally they're going to school to literally just sit in their classroom all day. No recess or anything, right? Nah, basically not. Nah. They just, just in the class all day. And then, so what she was saying was the question is also not only is that circumstance, but then now, the kids are then coming home. So yes, the kids may not be affected by it, but the kids can be spreading to the teachers, to the custodian, to the janitors, or well, there's not going to be a lunch lady, but the, the vice principal, the principal, and then the kids are coming home and now they're back with their parents. And now they're back with their grandparents. And they're back with their aunts and uncles. So it just seems like right now, all the Trump administration is saying is open the schools but there's no plan. And no every plan. every parent that I've talked to, and obviously we'll let you talk as a parent, they want their kids to be in school, but they just feel like the options that they're being given by their school systems don't give them a lot of confidence about the safety. And, and the thing is, is that I can't even blame them. The, the Secretary of Health and Human Services said today, schools can safely reopen because healthcare workers don't get infected because they take appropriate precautions. They engage in social distancing, wear face covering. This can work. You can do all this in schools. There's no reason schools can't be like this in a different way. 
Now, teachers unions that I've seen are saying, well, that's ridiculous because we don't have our schools don't have the supplies. We don't have, like no one has said how they're going to get all the masks. No one said they're going to get all the gloves. No one says who's going to do the deep cleaning because you're going to do a deep cleaning of a school pretty much every night, every day, every single day. Yeah. So where is that? And that's why I feel like the, the government is not taking a federal government is not taking a lead of saying, hey, if we want schools to be open. We've got to find some money that is probably it's going to need masks and gloves and deep cleaning every day at these schools. Well, yeah, that's why the te- like you said, the teachers are against it because um, because of that, they're fearing for their safety, you know, as well and their health. And the whole thing, like we keep saying, a lack of leadership too, as well. So, like, it's one thing to uh, to say open schools, but what right. what is your plan specifically so that I can make an informed decision, you know, as a parent to try to figure out, like, if you know. If my kids are going to get, number one, a good education in this environment, but number two, you know, uh, how safe is the environment going to be? But another thing we didn't even talk about, and maybe you said it and I missed it, <clears throat> but as a parent, let's just say I'm working, right? Obviously, like, mm-hmm. and going into the office right. all the time. And I'm not quarantined like I was before where we were, you know, mandated to be in the house. And little Johnny's got to go to school one day and you know, little Sarah is supposed to be at home. So who going to watch little Sarah? Right. While Johnny's at school. Cause normally they go to school together. They both go to, at the same time. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I can go to work and do my thing. I pick them up, you know, after school or aftercare or whatever it might be. But I don't know how they're going to manage that whole situation. Like who's going to put one of them on the bus in the morning or drive them to school or whatever it might be while the other one stays at home doing doing uh, distance learning? What if my job doesn't allow me to stay at home? What if I have to go in? Like, who's going to manage that whole thing? And well, so, that's what I, I mean. That's, you know, er, earlier this year, we were all so um, so looking out and so concerned for essential workers. And again, I'm talking about that now. Essential workers like nurses and grocery store, people like that, like you said, once the school year starts, those those people don't have the option. They can't work from home. They can't work from home. They can't work from home. So, again, it's just a lot to think about because they probably because they're wearing masks and they're doing everything in their possible with their jobs. And they don't you know, and I've talked to, you know, parents with kids that are younger and they're like, man, you can't trust. I can't tr- I can't control my kid by myself to have them keep a mask on when we go outside. Yeah. And say, don't touch nothing. Don't touch that. Don't. And now you're going to expect a teacher to have 13 kids with masks on. And of course, I mean, I know one of the biggest things that I have, the only time I take my mask off when I'm out is when I'm talking to somebody. Because I swear to God, I feel like I can't never understand what somebody's saying. I feel like I got, I got to take on. my mask off. So you off. take your mask off when you're talking to somebody? I mean, it's just like it's just like a natural thing where it's like, nah. I mean, I, I automatically catch myself. But I'm just like, somebody's talking around like, the grocery store and they saying something. And they got the mask on. I feel like I can't hear. Them. You know, it's like it's the same how when you're driving yeah. and you're trying to look for an address and you turn the radio down, like that's gonna help you look better. Right, right. That's kind of the, for some reason that's the same thing I do. I always talk somebody will be talking oh, to the grocery right. store and I can't understand them, and I'll pull my like, damn, I'll pull my mask down. It's that same, I don't know what it is. Produces produce, huh? Mask down. Put- hey man. Hey Marty, he was mean to me that time though. See, he was kind of mean to me. I, I have to um itch sometimes, like I like. Yeah, and so you shouldn't like, do that. I know, but I'll pinch the outside of it where the, where the itches so I don't have to move like my the mask yeah. down and put my hand on my face. Um So yeah. what's uh what's what what's you and CDC, CDC thinking for, for school? CDC said the same thing about like having a hard time with the kids like social distancing. Right. Um that would be tough. And she sent me some stats like on our county cuz she's she's been doing some polls and stuff like that and uh, surveys that they're, they're asking. And so 46% of the f- parents in the county that I live in Maryland state that um, they feel like that the kids should stay at home mm-hmm. and, and, and do distance learning. That's 46%. 42% said that they feel like it should be a hybrid, like go to school a couple of days, distance learning other day. Right. And twelve percent said, "Send the kids to school full time." <laughs> <laughs> they get on my nerves. They gotta go yeah. to school. Uh, That's what I was about to say. Now, are those parents who like they think it's safe, or are those parents who's like, "Yo, get this, 
out my house. Get him up out of my house, man. Yeah. Go to school. I don't care what happens to him. Y'all just wash him down before they come home, and, and, <laughs> and I hope we'll be okay. The, the best meme I've seen this whole uh, this whole coronavirus was early on. It was somebody posted, "Hey man, t- tell the teachers to come get these kids from my house, man. <laughs> They've been here too damn They've long. Been here too long. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, man. It's but, it's like I said, man. That's that's a scary thought for a lot of parents. Going to have to make that decision because, like you said, they you know say you're a grocery store worker and you really don't feel comfortable sending your kid like in your heart of hearts. You don't feel comfortable sending your your kid to school, but you got to go. You work at a grocery store and you work, you know, nine to six every day and your kids eight. Like, what's your choice? Like, I go to work so I can pay the rent and the mortgage and, and put groceries on the table. Or do I stay at home and then do what? I, don't, I ain't making no money, but I got my kid. It's like a lot of people have to make a real crazy decision of like. I don't feel comfortable, but I have to send my kid to school so I can go to work today. Yeah. And again, that's where the whole commerce thing comes in. It's just like you got to choose the economy over your health. And that's not fair, man. It's not fair at all. Um, I, I, I don't know any parents, at least in my circle, right. that, that doesn't want their kids to get a good education. Mm-hmm. Right. But I know, and, and for me, I want my kids, I want them to do it safely as well. Right. Because you can't control, we, we can't control everything. Like all the variables that you talked about, about them being at home and maybe not socially distanced and somebody in the household has it, then they take it to school. So yeah, the kids might not get sick because it doesn't sound like that. They're really like, I mean, they are susceptible to getting it, but they're right. not, they're not fighting the illness the way that, you know, adults are. Um, I did um, uh, read a study that this is causing like four out of four uh, kids that they've um, they, they that they tested right. had uh, had um, brain damage, and they said it could be yeah, potentially long term. That's the thing, well. man. We, yeah, we make we making a lot of assumptions about about this disease right now, especially with kids. I mean, with everybody. Like I know the big thing now is people aren't dying, but we don't really know. Like the older people, a lot less people are dying, but nobody really knows what the long term impact is. Right. And yeah, you may not, you know, die, which obviously that's the that's the worst thing. But if you have lung issues the rest of your life and like I said, we don't really know what happens with these kids. And like, for instance, like in Israel school, two weeks after Israel schools fully reopened, a COVID-19 outbreak swept through classrooms, including at least 130 cases at a single school. And that's led uh, school officials to close dozens of schools where students and staff were infected. The kids and I just think. It. I just think one of the things that people aren't thinking about is, you know, you said Johnny and Susan, Johnny and Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. So Johnny and Sarah, man, like imagine Johnny and Sarah, Ms. Mrs. Robinson, their teacher dies of it. Like, like yeah. how are the kids going to process something like, like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it just, it, it's just a lot. And I just, like I said, just, it's just, there's no leadership on what the plan is. I mean, we all, I mean, I don't have any kids, but I know for all my friends I talk to, I, they all want their kids back in school in the fall. Man. Yeah, Desperately, I, they want their kids back to school in the fall. Yeah, no no question. So, like, even w- w- real quick, um, uh, on a personal note, my son has worked his butt off, worked his butt off to make a basketball team for AAU. Right. Right? And he finally made the team. And, and honestly speaking, he, he improved so much, and he was going to get – some minutes, like really like probably start on the team, really okay. fit in and found a good team. So guess what? He can't play. The AAU season is done. Right. You know, he can't go to school and play basketball with his friends and recess. You know what I'm saying? The big uh, one and, and one of the things that when we go for walks, I, I you know, I, I do a wellness check on him, you know, mentally to find out what he's got going on in his mind. And I ask him like what, what was one of the things that he missed the most like during the COVID period and he was like actually going and being in school and being in the classroom. That was one of the things that, yeah. uh, that he missed the most. So the kids want to be in school too as well. And we, as parents, we have a really tough decision on certain things that we hold them back from. So the reason I was talking about that basketball situation is because we, no matter what the numbers say, we know it's still not 
we don't feel like it's a safe environment based on the research that we've done to allow him to do that. And we're not willing to risk, you know, his health and risk our health and someone else's health just because, you know, he has a, you know, a passion for playing basketball when it's not really safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes. well, I mean, I know one thing like, you know, we've been talking about elementary and middle school and but colleges this week, Harvard and Princeton announced online classes for the for the fall. Princeton is giving a 10% discount while Harvard is still charging the full damn near 50K a year. That should have been an A young. They are also giving students the option to come to campus in the fall. If they have no other options, but it would still be online classes. So, um, I mean, I guess you want to go live in the dorm and then just get up and take your class from the dorm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, listen, it's college. So I'm sure kids want to be on campus, but I mean, today the Ivy League also announced they're not doing any football, any any fall no sports fall this year. Sports. Yeah, so it's um, yeah. I mean, I, I've talked to another friend of mine today, whose daughter was in college, and they actually gave them some money back from last year, but they're they aren't offering any discounts going into this this fall semester. So it's basically it's kind of putting the parents in position of you got to go or ain't, ain't no discount. So go to campus yeah i just i'm not about to uh pay fifty thousand dollars to take classes online yeah <laughs> nah, i just <laughs> i'm just yeah, being I, honest with you like the nah, harvard, harvard guy give me a semester off they were just doing not, free classes over covid like you could get yeah. a free harvard class over covid so they already yeah. proven that that you know the value of the course um right. is i mean it's prestigious. It's definitely prestigious. And like based on the statistics that I see, like someone that goes to an Ivy League school or attends an Ivy League school is going to get a better job and they're going to make more money. They're going to be able to earn more. Right. But to pay $50,000 to not to be able to get that network and to be, you know, in front of the people, because that's what is a lot of is about is getting the, right. network, the network, being in front of the people, interacting with those great minds and, you know, in the classroom um, and to do that online. Uh, I, I, I don't know how intimate you can be online. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you, you got to put people on mute. You've been doing Zoom calls. Yeah. You can't interact the same way that you would in person on that call. You can get kind of kind of close to it, but it, it's not the same feel. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't imagine. I mean, getting up and going to class was, that was the only way you to learn. Like, if you'd have told me I don't have to get up and go to class yeah, and then get on a Zoom in college. Man, I'd have signed that junk in and put a picture of myself on that screen. Looks like I was there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, what are you going to learn? Right. It would have been a picture of me, like, smiling with a big grin. They'd be like, oh, Kali's really into this class. Like, he ain't there, though. Or you're going to put your phone up to or your camera up to the uh, thing and record it. Yeah, And then yeah, you maybe exactly. you go back and listen to it later or something like that. Yeah, man. man. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Take it rough. Whoa. Every day has been the same old thing on my block. Man, it's a tough, tough weekend. July Fourth weekend. This weekend, man. Uh, at least six children were killed in shootings across the country over the holiday weekend. The children, uh, ages six to fourteen, were all shot and killed while doing everyday things. Uh, Sequoia Turner from Atlanta was sitting in the car with her mother when another adult pulled up when gunshots rang out. Royata DeMarco Giles in Hoover, Alabama, and we know Hoover, yep. was one of four innocent bystanders caught in the crossfire when a gun battle started between a group of men inside a mall. In my hometown, where you at, Devon McNeil was visiting family in Southeast DC when a group of five men began shooting around 9.30 Saturday. Um, he was just visiting family. And it was actually outside of the community center. Yeah, right. yeah. And it was, it, was a, it was a stop the violence event that he was at, which is crazy. 11 years old. Natalia Wallace in Chicago. A group of children were playing in the yard in Chicago when three suspects exited a light-colored vehicle and fired shots at a group gathered outside the home, missed them, and killed Natalia. So, yeah, man, it was a... Uh, um, 
man, that's that's crazy, man. These these kids just out 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 in their neighborhood, man, not not doing nothing wrong. Seven, eleven, eight years old, just killed, man. I feel um, I feel like that's been one thing that's been constant in our group text mm-hmm. with our boys is having this conversation. Right. Like I, I don't know how to stop it. I don't know why it happens. I mean, you know, I know why they say it happens. And I I, I, I do know the reason behind what people are doing. Because, you know, they just got these little neighborhood beefs or whatever they got going on. And they trying to retaliate and kill people when somebody gets hit in innocent crossfire. Right. But, geez, man, like, there's got to be some rules to this game that people are playing. Like, you got to live by a certain code. And... And I, I I just can't even really imagine, like, you know, rewind 30 years ago, 30-something years ago, me being outside playing, and I got to worry about gunfire. Right. Like, me, me, me uh, gunshots hitting me, bullets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Devon McNeil, I, there was, I don't, and I saw there was a, there was a video and I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if they were saying they think these were the suspects or this was the actual shooting where some guys literally just pulled up in a car and the car was like still rolling and they just got out and they just started shooting. And obviously you can't see who they're shooting at, but you can tell by the way they're shooting. They don't know what they're doing. Like Accident the dude murders. gets up, the dude gets out the gun. that's not straight. It's, it's going up. It's going down. He just, he just firing indiscriminately, man. And it's just, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's it's hard for me to fathom. I mean, I know we've talked about us making decisions now about not going to see our friends and family because we don't want we don't want the possibility of giving them the coronavirus on our heads. Right. Like we don't we don't want the possibility. Like it's not even like yo. If I walk into this house with my family, I'm definitely gonna give it to them. But we just the possibility of that guilt. I don't want to have nothing to do with that. So I, I just don't know how you get to the point where you hop out of a vehicle and you just start firing. And I mean, like you don't you don't hop out and see some kids. I mean, it just like how do, how does that happen? Like, how do we get to the point, man, where, you know, you you pull up and you see a seven year old outside and you're like, oh, they with the people. I'm, they not, I'm sorry they with them people, but I still got to fire that group seven year old or not. Like, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I mean, obviously, we've been, you know, it's been going on in, in our community, you know, for a long time, man. That just I don't know what the answer is to it. But, I, I, you know, and, and weekends like that happen where, you know, a lot of a lot of children die. But, you know, it's no better than the weekend before that when a whole bunch of 14 and 15 year olds die. Oh, yeah. Right. But it's just but I mean, the one thing I just don't like the way sometimes how it's, you know, people like, well, well. I don't hear y'all saying Black Lives Matter when this happened. And it's like, yeah, I mean. But that's still I, a part of Black Lives, though. And and I know people right now that are leading the marches right now. And I've I've got the flyers for the De- Devon McNeil march this week. So people say there's not marches. They, people are marching about these things. And people are in the community trying to do these things. But again, it circles back to what I'm saying is there can be two things that you can be concerned about. Like you don't have to say, oh well, you can't say Black Lives Matter about the police and not worry about. It. Like I, I'm, I'm worried about both of those things. Yeah. And in my community, I'm worried about both of those things, and I don't have the answer of even one of those things because if I did, I would definitely share it because it, it, it's terrible for these families to have to have to deal with that, man. It just that, that's just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have small children. I have, a, yeah. You know, two two tweens almost. Right. And uh, I. <laughs> Like I shy away from it, you know. I'm not even rocking with trying to figure out, like you know, to to look at the news on this thing. I've seen like the pictures of Devon man, he throwing his football. Yeah, they man. said he's a really good kid, and his mother was a part of the 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 violence prevention program in D.C. And so she's yeah, she's she, on the she's ground, out the streets, man. Right, like well respected. Like you know, what I'm saying she she's out there, and like basically she she's putting her whole. Uh, effort and energy you know uh dedicating her life to stopping violence and then her innocent child he definitely 100 percent was innocent get right. gets gets murdered you know like 
it's it's pretty amazing. And then one of the things like we we've always talked about is like just understanding like there's consequences to your actions. Mm-hmm. Like there's consequences. Like I whoever these 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 people are that killed the little boy, like they they I, they weren't thinking at all like what was gonna happen if if we don't shoot the person we're supposed to be shooting. But even if they did shoot the person that they're supposed to be shooting. If they get caught, they're going to go to jail for the rest of their life. Right. Somebody's, you know, dead that ain't going to come back to the to the world. Like, uh, what what specifically are you thinking? Like, are, is, is is what kind of morals do we have? Like, you know, what kind of values are we living by? Like, to basically to, to understand, like, that there are really consequences behind the actions that you take. And so I just don't think that, you know, people are really thinking about that. And it's this whole piece that we talk about, about the, you know, oppression and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, it's when you're living in those environments, you don't think because it's like you're, you're trying to survive every single day. Right. But I just, I, I just wish it wouldn't happen. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't, in my neighborhood where I'm at right now, I don't, feel like that I have to worry about anything like that. Right, right. Maybe somebody may be trying to do a burglary. Maybe, right. you know, break into my house and steal something. You know, but that can happen anywhere in the world. But like me being outside with my kids, playing basketball or riding our bikes or going for a walk, I'm I'm not that's the last thing I'm thinking about. It's some gunshots. Yeah, it's a it's it's a trauma, man. It's a um I mean it's a it's a it's a PTSD, man, for people that grow up in those communities and grow up in those environments. I mean, I, I I'll never forget one time when I was in Philly, and I was a friend of mine. That, you know, when I was in college, hooked me up with a job tutoring at a at a library, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna send you to this library over in the hood." And you know, I'm I'm from the hood, so the, the hood doesn't don't never scare me. I go to anybody's hood, I'm never scared. Right. But but I remember going to this library, and I just remember how deep in the Philly it was. And I remember telling my friend when I went back to school, I said, those kids ain't got no chance, man. Like, I really I really felt that in my heart, man. Like, I was like, these kids ain't got no chance because it was it was nothing positive in that environment, man. Like, I mean, I always say one thing about D.C. But you at a library. Yeah. And that, that wasn't know, even positive. Nah, because they didn't handle books and I was there and I was, you know, I, I was there because I was trying to get paid like $14 an hour. And I, I wasn't really, you know, I, I, I was tutoring, but I wasn't really a tutor. And the kids that came through, they obviously just came because somebody made them come. Like, I wasn't there for the right reasons. And they weren't there for the yeah, right reasons. Right. And I just, and when I was talking to them and just, you know, talking about like the future and uh, it just... I, I I literally felt like man, these kids ain't got no hope, and I I'm not giving them an excuse, but I understand I, that just being there for that day, like like I said, growing up in D.C., like you always had this. No matter how bad it is, you can always see the White House, you can always see the Washington Monument. So it's always like it's always some positivity potentially around you that you see. Right. Like we not really we not really connected to it growing up, but you can at least see it. Right. But I was in that I was in this Philly neighborhood, man. I said, I walked down the neighborhood, I said, it ain't, it's nothing here. Like it's nothing here that says, hey, you can you can get out of this environment. And right. and, and I just I, I've always remembered that like my whole I've since not my whole life, but ever since I a moment, I've like, we have to figure out how to give hope. Because poverty, I mean, poverty has always led to those conditions in this kind of violence. Whether it was the Italians when they first came over and, and the mob kind of started. Like there was a lot of violence off of that poverty. These people were broke. The Jewish, when they first came over, it was a lot of it was a lot of violence, and it was because of poverty. And it's like we have to figure out. Like I said, I understood in that moment that I could understand how those kids would really feel. Like what what is what is the value of my life? Because there's really nothing here that's telling me that I have a valuable life and I have a chance to do something with my life. There was there was nothing there that gives you that vision. So you can see how in that circumstance, like, what am I, like, what am I living for? Like, I'll shoot somebody like, Oh, I go to jail. Okay, cool. Like I get to, I, how many people, I mean, how many times you watch them shows where somebody's like, yeah, I, I ain't never left Philly. <laughs> I ain't never left DC. Yeah. 
I, like I, we like, were talking I, about the shy, like the little boy right. when they went to the aquarium. He said, yeah. uh, he's like he never been downtown before. Yeah, yeah. Never. And it's like you got you you got to give people hope and 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 a chance for you know it, it can't be as Biggie said you know slaying crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot like it's got to be something else right got to be something else because those uh, you know everybody can't can't make that jumper. And everybody ain't meant to sell that crack rock either. Right. But I think um, based on what you just said and, and uh, that story you told was great. Um, but I think it takes more of that type of uh, interaction with the youngins right. for them to understand that there is hope and for them to see some sort of prosperity. Because, like I said, I didn't I didn't grow up in a neighborhood in a situation like I have right now with my kids and my family. Right. Right. But however, I'm smart enough to know now that decisions that you make in life come with certain consequences. Right. So people need to see folks like me and you, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, like, uh, like, like, like us, um, right. or, or any other positive role models in their lives that really care about them and understand where they're coming from, as opposed to a talking head that's never, that 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 even not even invested emotionally in seeing anybody do better. They're just there for some kind of political reason, or right. because they have to be there. Because the Tommy that went that was back there back in college, right, ain't the same Tommy as today. You would give them something much different today than you did right. way back then. So yeah. I, I just think it's that 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 type of situation where we have to really be active in these kids lives and they need some real role models and mentors and they need to see hope. And they, and like you said, the crack rock and the jump shots, we got to be able to show them other things too, as well. Right. Yeah. Know? We have, we have to like, you made a, I think you made a very good point. It's something I've been really preaching is, you know, you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC and you turn on the news and you see a lot of talking heads who aren't in these communities. And it's like you have to have people who are in these communities. You have to have people in that understand these communities because a kid that cuts on CNN or the person that comes around only when there's a shooting in that neighborhood. The person that's in the neighborhood in, in Devon McNeil's neighborhood this week because of a shooting. The kids in that neighborhood aren't going to go and listen to that person who's just there because they're trying to be on TV and they're making a stand. Right. It's the people who are really we have to empower the people who are really in these neighborhoods and really know these kids because the kids are going to listen to somebody who they know and they can relate to more than some talking head just walking the neighborhood being like, yeah, we got to stop the violence and increase the peace. It's like that don't mean nothing to these kids that don't know you. They they recognize game recognizes game. No and they know if you they know if you there for real or if they know you there just to, you know, try to get your shine off off of them, off of the off of the death of their friend, off of the death of their family member. Of course, they, you know, a lot of times they'll, you know, appreciate and accept it because that, that keeps the name out there. But those people leave. They're there for a week. Like, they're there for they're Devon McNeil. Those people, there's somebody will be there for a week talking about it. But then they're going to leave. And then those kids are still in that neighborhood. And there's somebody in that neighborhood who can talk to those kids. Right. But they have to be empowered. They have to be given the resources and the money. Resources. To say, hey, we're going to do this, and this, I'm, a, I have some money now. I can take you to this and show you. I can take you and introduce you to Smug Dude, who has his own loan business, and show you how he started his own business. And he doesn't have a, a jump shot, or he doesn't sling crack rock. And look at look at how he lives. Like we have to be able to empower those people who are in the community with the kids to teach them and show them other ways to get out of those environments. Man, you want to drop the mic? Yeah, I'm gonna drop it right there on that one. Wellington Park, Wellington, Wellington Park. Park, yeah. Uh, I ain't explained it no more. If y'all been listening, y'all should know. Wellington Park, Welling, lying, exaggerating, making a fool of yourself. Shout out to Dominic, Wellington Park. So this week's Wellington Park goes to 
a dude that I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't mess with no more. You still kind of like the dude. No, I, no, I no, uh-uh, you, no. You, you were still poly like, with the dude. I like late registration. You were still. I, I cut it all off. You know, I, I, I took a stand, but you know, you you still be with him. So that dude, Kanye, uh, announced this week that he's running for president. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about some of the things that he said in his plans of running for president. Well, first of all, it's already too late for him to make the ballot in Texas, New York, and Illinois. He has 10 days to collect 120,000 plus signatures in Florida and Miami to make the ballot. And he hasn't completed the FEC filing to even be a presidential candidate. So that's just showing that he's not really running, but let's just talk about some of the things that, that he said he's well. So, he admitted to never having voted before, and he wants to run the country like Wakanda. <laughs> I saw that. Now, I just, yeah. I, I just, I just want y'all to, to understand. You know, maybe everybody hasn't seen it, but I figure everybody listening, <laughs> our thirty-six thousand listeners have probably seen Black Panther. So Black Panther, Wakanda is where they were. So this is a fictional <laughs> place that Kanye said that's what he's going to base how he's going to run his government, Wakanda. Th- that, that's your man? Yeah? That's, that's your king? That's, <laughs> that's your king? One. That's a good one. I just, the, fun, the funniest part is when he said he, he's not going to wear the red hat anymore. That, yeah. that he doesn't like the, the way that uh, the leadership happened with, <laughs> with your boy. And, and then he said he's going to run as a part of the the birthday party, not the Republican or the Democrat party. He's running as part of the birthday party. Because it's everybody's birthday. Because when he wins, it'll be everybody's. So this dude, <laughs> this dude is a clown. And uh, yeah, anybody that gives him any life, you a clown too, man. This Wellington Park, man. Wakanda, he gonna run the country like Wakanda. Haven't we learned we can't let somebody don't know what they're doing be president? This is this is disgusting. This is even being talked about, man. This whole thing is Wellington Park. Wellington Park. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I like, yes, Kanye is tripping. Wellington, he he's in a Wellington Park Hall of Fame. He's a <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'm retiring his jersey. I'm putting a Kanye jersey, Wellington Park Hall of Fame. I just, uh, I'm not giving him any credence, man. Like, I, 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 I think honestly, this is the last time we should talk about him. Then. Yeah, yeah. Shout, he, shout out Sing. We're gonna we gonna have a Wellington Park Hall of Fame instead of a, instead of an Instagram page. Yeah, he he's go he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. the other thing too, we forgot to um to to mention before we go. Also in the comment section and on you know, like Instagram and on our page. Right. We want people to nominate Wellington Park, right? Yeah, yeah. And the Wellington A Youngs. And the A Youngs, yeah, yeah. Put put suggest your Wellington Parks and A Young for us. All right, well, take us away. This has been a great one, man. I've had a lot of fun on this one tonight. Yeah, it's been so, a good podcast. As I said, they all week, are great, but this yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, Marty was was I nice enough tonight? That's 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 the number one question about tonight's episode was was I nice enough to smug dude? But as I say every week, if you can't take care of your family in life, take care of them in death. Get yourself some life insurance and. Maybe find something else because about that 11000 11, a month, that life insurance can help with that because that's figure that out as well, man. Always important relationships, DNA, and have a plan. Pull up the motor case. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate.